You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with David Norrie, who is an incredible expert around powerfully connecting and communicating with others. David has spoken on stages around the world. He inspires thousands of people, and he has this incredible energy about himself that shows that he really is keen and really committed to connecting with others so powerfully and so authentically. And so David today is gonna speak on what it means to connect with others and how to do it from the heart, how to connect genuinely with others so that you can inspire and take those on a, on a journey uh, that of massive impact. So David, thank you so much for jumping on the Addicted to Success podcast. Hi, Joel. I want to thank you for having me, first of all, and I'm terribly excited to be here, and I can't wait to really get into a, a conversation I think is going to be very helpful and very important. Absolutely, absolutely. So, mate, you and I have known each other for quite a while now, quite a few years, and one thing that I notice about you is that you have this confidence about yourself, and you know, there's this thing in the, in the world where there's a thin line between cocky and confidence. You have this this groundedness and this confidence about you where I see, I just see the way people are around you. They're lit up and they, they are having fun. So tell us, how do we exude this confidence the way that you do? Well, thank you. Um, you know, Joel, it's one of those things where I think it all comes down to practice and it all comes down to experience. Um, I'll never forget when I first left my hometown. I grew up in Miami, Florida, and I moved to Tampa when I was 28 years old, and I'm the youngest of four children. So the funny thing is, I didn't know anybody when I moved to Tampa. I just went there to be closer to my, my mother and father and my brothers and sisters. And I sat there for about two weeks not doing anything. Um, stayed home on Friday and Saturday nights, and, and I realized that after a while that if I was going to make friends and make a move in this new town, that I had to go out on my own and, and that was really uh, where the confidence came from. And I learned it from a friend of mine. You know, growing up in South Florida, it's, it's a melting pot. So you're around a lot of different type of people. And if I can tell you real quick, I had a, a, a roommate and he was from South America and he was just, he had this amazing energy about him. And I was one of those people, Joel, that when I went out, I was, I was holding up a wall basically. I was the guy with his arms folded, just taking up space. And the funny part about it was, um, this guy, his name was David also. And before I met him, I wasn't this person. And he came up to me one time and he said something that I think is important for your listeners to understand. And we were at a club or a bar, you know, we were in our 20s. And he said, look, he goes, everybody here is here to have fun and enjoy life. He goes, and I can tell by your posture and the way you're standing that you're not. He goes, you have to stop worrying about how other people are viewing you and just have fun. And, and when you have fun, you're contagious. 
And, and that struck a chord with me, and I'll never forget that conversation. Now, it's not an overnight thing where you just go from being that wallflower to being the person who has confidence. But if you guys can remember that and saying, look, you know, we're all humans and we're all more alike than we are different. And the fact of the matter is we all want to enjoy life and we all want to be social. And the only thing that's really holding us back is ourselves. So I started to practice that and practice that. And one day when I moved to Tampa, I didn't know anybody. I had to go out by myself and make friends. And literally, I was that, that guy who just who did it. And it wasn't easy at first, but after a while, it just became a little bit easier. And then what happens, it becomes a little bit easier. And then after a while, you realize that this is a skill and this is something that everybody can learn. And confidence begets confidence and then more confidence. So um, wasn't always like this. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about helping other people really break out, whether you're a, a classic introvert or whether you think you're um, maybe an extrovert and you just need to meet more people for your business or maybe you want to find that person that's special to you. And you need to really explore your personality. I, I think that's what my calling is. So I'm very happy to be here and talk to people about that. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. You know, it's funny. I have uh, clients that come to me and they have social anxiety. And I always ask them, mm-hmm. okay, take me back to the moment where you're standing there and you feel anxious. And they'll say, I'm standing here. And I go, okay, what are you thinking? And they say, oh, I'm thinking this. And I say, okay, why? 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 And we just keep pulling the onion layers back to the point where we realize the whole time they're thinking about themselves. How do I look? What's my body posture like? Exactly. Should I stand over there? Should I be, you know, so they're, they're putting all this pressure exactly. on themselves rather than putting it out there and putting some of the pressure on the room if they need to and looking and just being more observant of others. And what you realize is that most yeah. people are in their own world doing the same thing as what you were doing when you were anxious <laughs> instead of just being in the moment and having fun. So I love, I love that you brought that up and really uh, you know, broke that down because it's such an important thing. I think that especially nowadays we're told through social media, I know this is an important conversation that you have quite often around social media and how to show up in that. I know that a lot of people are comparing to one another. And so it becomes this practice sure. of comparison to the point where it actually becomes debilitating uh, for our own confidence. Yeah, there's something really beautiful about being about being confident and not worrying about what other people think. And and that's like I said, it doesn't happen overnight. You really have to practice it. Now, the funny thing is. Um, some of my friends, I'm, I'm a 45 year old white dude and some of my friends still know me as hip hop Dave. And this is a funny story because, because there's nothing about me that looks hip hop on the outside. But when I was younger and I went out to these places by myself, I would start dancing. And this is something that my friend Dave said, when you dance and you've heard, you've heard the, the quote, you know, dance like nobody's watching. You've heard it, right? Yes. Yep. So it's so true. When you dance like nobody's watching, no matter how good you are, people will look at that and say, that person doesn't care. They're just enjoying themselves. And Joel, that's contagious. That is contagious. And so I met these people and they started, uh, we started a friendship. It was a group of people. And one day they told me after we were friends for a couple months, they go, hey, I got to tell you, um, we call you hip hop. And I'm like, well, why would you call me hip hop? 
And they said, before we knew you, we would see you out at all these places. And we'd be like, who is that crazy guy dancing hip hop all by himself? And and then my name became Hip Hop Dave. And it was just because um, they saw me out and I didn't care. And that's how I became friends with these people. So every once in a while, you hear someone refer to me as Hip Hop Dave, even though I don't really look hip hop from the outside. <laughs> oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. What's your favorite hip hop song? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's by um, it's by Timberland, and it's in the movie uh, You Got Served. It's it's the very first scene. If you guys haven't seen the movie You Got Served, the opening scene is a dance battle, and it's by Timberland and Magoo, and uh, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic song. So you got to watch that movie. You got to check out the opening scene. It, you'll want to go out to a club and start dancing once you see it. <laughs> I, I remember that song. I can't remember the name of it, but yes, I remember. It was a, a pretty pretty catchy track, that's for sure. Awesome. Awesome, Dave. So, Dave, you coach many people around the world on how to show up powerfully uh, over social media, right? How to show up powerfully through live video because I know that a lot of people struggle with that. You know, I know people that are great public speakers and great uh, in person, but when they need to jump on a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live mm-hmm. or Insta Story, whatever it may be, they start, you know, shaking in their boots. So, what advice would you give right. to the addicted to success listeners about uh, showing up powerfully through social media and in live environments? Well, the first thing I would say was it's. It's okay to be imperfect. You know, when reality TV started, if any of you guys remember the real world on MTV, um, the reason the first season was so successful is because people were real and nobody knew what to expect. Um, It was original, it was fresh. And so they were being authentic. So if you look at where we are in 2018, and there's been so many reality shows, and now they almost seem scripted because people are thinking they know what people want. And it's the same thing with social media. We're in a world right now, Joe, where people are craving reality. And everybody, you know, forgive my French, but everybody has their bullshit meters turned to high. So they know when someone's being inauthentic. They know when someone's putting on an act. And what people really gravitate to is realness. So let's look at when you just introduced this this particular topic, there was a little stutter there. And what that does is it humanizes people. We're not perfect. We, we can't expect to get on Facebook Live and, and be somebody who doesn't hesitate or doesn't have some hiccups every once in a while. And what you got to do is be yourself. And the one thing I would tell people is it's going to take practice. And I like to teach with mechanisms that people are familiar with. So one of my favorite things is I'm a huge fan of pop culture. We've already referenced hip hop. We've already referenced dancing. So when I teach courses, I like to use pop culture references because I think people can easily relate to that. So let me use a little reference right now for those of you who are um, interested in this. If you've ever seen the movie We Bought a Zoo, it stars Matt Damon. And there's this scene. Have you seen it, Joel? Oh, yeah. I love it. Have you seen We Bought a Zoo? Yeah, yeah. I I remember the the last thing that he says near the end. I I carry that quote with me everywhere. It's, uh, yeah, it's a powerful movie. Very inspiring. Yeah. So what he's doing, he goes by this, this coffee shop and he sees this girl inside. He wants to talk to her and he realizes 
that all you really need is five seconds of courage. And, and once you start, your instincts take over. So I always reference that movie in the five seconds of courage. So if you guys are out there and many of you guys are either avoiding social media or you're, maybe you're avoiding Facebook Live, go with that five seconds of courage. Just start and realize that you might be imperfect. You're going to mess up. And you know what? Nobody's going to remember that in a couple of years. What you got to do is you got to go with what you know. And that's an easy thing to remember. One of the biggest things I teach people in my courses is always go with what you know. Because when you go with what you know, you can't mess up. It's when we try to be somebody else. It's when we try to impersonate somebody else or we try to be perfect that we mess up. And if you go with what you know on life experience, on what you've been through, and you're just telling stories, then you can't fail. You know, storytelling is one of the biggest things that's going on right now. And you'll see fantastic books out there. Um, There's a book by Michael Margolis um, all about storytelling. And it basically says, look, storytelling has been going on for eons. That's how we got to where we are. So... If you know things and you've experienced things, regardless if you're 20 or you're 60, you have life experiences, my advice to you is teach on those. Talk about those. Use as many vibrant details. Use as many experiences as you can to get your point across. And one of the things that I I feel gives me the validation to teach this is because for roughly 25 years of my life, I was a sports reporter and I was a, uh, an entertainment reporter and I was a health and fitness reporter. So I can't tell you how many times I've sat down across from people and, and interviewed them. And when you go into a room with somebody and you have to have an instantaneous connection and really get to the point of the matter quickly, it helps. Uh, and the funny part is, Joel, um, I worked for a paper covering the NFL So I wrote for the National Football League and I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for two years. And I'll tell you what, this is funny. You've never been put on the spot interviewing somebody until you're standing in front of a naked man in the locker room and you're waiting for them to get dressed or maybe they don't get dressed and you're trying to have a serious conversation and interview them and they're in their birthday suit. I mean, you, (laughs) my friend, you never, it never becomes normal. So if I can do that, um, I always tell people, look, Facebook Live is is a breeze, okay? Because believe me, there are awkward situations that um, I've been in and and are very difficult to describe. (laughs) That's funny, mate. That's funny. So Dave, uh, obviously you haven't been confident like this all the time or for the longest time. You, You have had to learn it, right? What would you say are a couple moments where you felt like you were uh, in fear or very much so in the unknown and and, uh, a little bit, I guess, uh, self-conscious of how you're showing up and how did you break through it? That's a great question, Joel. And you know what? I don't know. It's my philosophy that I think even the best of the best still feel that way. I think as human beings, we all look for instant gratification. So let me ask you guys this that are listening. Whenever you do a Facebook Live, whenever you maybe even make a post, or maybe you're in a coffee shop talking to somebody, you kind of want instant gratification. 
You know, no matter how many times you speak on a large stage and no matter who you are, if you're Gary Vee or Tony Robbins, I think you instantly come off and you judge your performance. Now, people will tell you not to, but I think it's human nature. And I think what we have to realize is that if you're starting up or maybe you've had 20 years experience doing this, that it's okay to think, how was I received? But you can't harp on that. You know, when you make a post, if you go and check it for the next 10 or 15 minutes and you keep checking it, seeing how many people liked it, how many people responded, um, it's only going to hold you back. What you have to do is put your best foot forward. So in my, in my socially speaking, speak up workbook, one of the, the goals I have written down there, and I think this is a great, really, uh, way to get across my point here is we're going to have conversations. We're going to be doing Facebook lives. We're going to be speaking in front of people on stage and you can't always predict the outcome because the person you're speaking to and the audience you're speaking to has choice the dignity of choice. So you can't really force them to agree with you. You can't force them to buy your product. But what you don't want to do is leave that conversation or leave that stage wondering if you got your point across. So what I tell people is my job is to make sure that you always leave a situation knowing that you articulated your vision or you articulated your posture the right way and not wondering did you leave something on the table or were you misunderstood? And, and that really is the key because you're not going to win every argument. You're not going to make every sale. Um, if you're out there looking for a spouse, um, not every date's going to go perfect. But what you don't want to do is misrepresent yourself or feel unconfident that you didn't get your point across. So that's what I try and tell people. Look, have your core values, know who you are, be confident. And then when you leave a conversation or you walk off that stage, leave it knowing that you did your best. And that's all you can ask for, my friend. And if you do that, you're going to be a happy person. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, and I mean, that's all we've got, right, is that we can give it the best in the moment and give the world what we have right now. And it's funny because I just think back to you know, eight, nine years ago when I casted my vision and just my mindset back then compared to now, like my mindset is 14, 15, 20 X <laughs> in what I believe is possible yeah. because I've grown with it. And so it's so much about the the journey and I know it's so cliche to say, oh yeah, it's about the journey and not the end goal. It's, it, but it's true. It's so true. It's the process you're going through. How do you deal with this whole perfectionism thing? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, probably even a lot that are listening right now on, on this uh, podcast, struggle with this perfectionism. So how do you break through that? Well, let me ask you a question and, and we'll get to the heart of the matter is, you know, the times when you felt you've grown the most, weren't you the most scared? You, you know, the yeah. times where you felt you really Challenge. achieved something or you really grew and you took that big giant leap from one step to another. It's the times when you, your heart rate really jumped up. You had butterflies in your stomach. So what I tell people is to allow yourself to go into situations that are a little bit bigger than you feel comfortable with. 
say yes to more opportunities, even if you're not sure how you're going to do it or how you're going to get through it. And, you know, Joel, you've really helped me out in this area because when we started talking and I started, um, you know, doing your course, you asked me a question and you said, I want you to write down a hundred things that you've done, David, that have led you up to this point that have given you confidence to do what you want to do. And Joel, that was a huge mm. thing because nobody had ever really asked me that. Yep. And I started to write down things and I thought I'm never going to get to a hundred. And then you start thinking back and you start thinking back and then you have this list and you're like, wow, there's been so many times in my life when I've said yes to things that really scared me, but I got through them. And that's where you get the confidence. Um, I remember when I just got out of college and I was a young reporter and I had to go do a, a story on a place called, it was called Love Jones. And what Love Jones was, was a, a hip hop poetry slam. So it was all real and raw. There was one person playing like a bass guitar and people just went in there and it was a poetry slam. Now I'm a Irish Catholic white Caucasian guy. And I'll just tell you that I was not the typical person that was in this poetry slam. And I was just doing the, the report. I was writing an article and I loved it. And I wrote the article and I started going back two or three times. And the person who hosted this show had to leave. And the girl who ran it came to me and she said, Hey, would you mind hosting this show? Do you think you can do it? And I said, yes. <laughs> I just said, yes, Joel. <laughs> and then I, I didn't think about it till later on. I'm like, really not the person to be hosting a Love Jones poetry slam, but I did it and I expanded my knowledge. So that was one area. You had that five uh, seconds of, years of courage, later, right? That was that five seconds of courage five seconds right there. Of but I could have easily talked myself out of it. You know, it, I could have easily talked myself out of it, but I did it and I did a decent job at it. And that was early on. And the other part is uh, I had a friend that called me up and he said, hey, Dave. I said, yeah. He goes, guess what? I said, what? He goes, I'm getting married. And of course, I'm like, that's fantastic, brother. I, I'm so happy for you. He goes, I got one more question for you. And I said, what? He said, I want you to marry me. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I, Joel, I got off the phone and my wife was listening to the conversation. And she goes, David did you just tell somebody that you would marry them? And I said, <laughs> I said yeah, Angelique, I did. She goes, uh, is there something I don't know about you? Like, have you ever married anybody before? <laughs> and I said, no. And, and I said, but I'm going to do it. So a year later, I'm sitting there and I'm in, a, I'm in a suit and I'm looking out on a wedding on July 3rd. The couple just celebrated their second anniversary. And I'm looking out at about 250 people and I got a Bible in my hand, and my heart is beating like a rabbit. I mean, I am nervous. I'm thinking, is there anything worse than screwing up somebody's wedding day? And I've never done this before. But you feel alive. You absolutely feel alive, and, and you do it. And when you get done, you check it off, and you're like, if I can marry somebody, or if I can host this love Jones, then what else is out there that I can do? We got to realize that you're going to feel nervous no matter what. 
even if it's your first time on Facebook Live or it's your first time addressing an audience on stage, you're going to be nervous. And there's nothing like just doing it. And then afterward, you take a personal inventory. What did I do right? What could I improve on? And the hardest thing you could ever do is listen to yourself on tape or watch yourself on video or even get feedback. But you need that because the only way to grow is to watch yourself and hear yourself or get honest feedback from from somebody. So that's my advice. You know, my wife and I do a lot of public speaking and sometimes we're on stage together and every time we do an event, we'll get off stage and the first thing we do is we get in the car on the drive home. We're like, all right, let's have it. And we critique each other. So that's hugely important, Joel. And one of the things I learned, if I could just say one more thing about that, is I took um, Lisa Nichols. Uh, I took a, a, a little course with Lisa Nichols. And she taught me something so valuable that I kind of adopted from her and used it in my course. It's what you do is she listens to you and then she compliments you on what you did right. So I did a speaking event and Lisa was on stage and she watched my 15 minute presentation. And then I had to sit down and she's like, I like this and you did this well and you did this well. So you feel really confident. And then Lisa says, now are you open to some coaching? And it's the invitation that she invites you to. Are you open to some coaching? Which means now I'm going to feed you some medicine. I'm going to give you some constructive criticism. And, and that's really valuable. And I've incorporated that into my own coaching program. Because from day one and from session one, you're going to speak. And you're going to be coached by me. And you're going to be criticized by me and other people. But you're also going to be complimented. But then you're also going to have to do some coaching and criticizing of other people. So I think what that does is in an initial session, it lets everybody know from day one that we're all on the same page. We're all imperfect. We're all trying to get better. I'm going to give you what you did good and what you did bad. And then by making them do it to the other students in the class, that's where the real learning comes. It's from them being observers So you can't just tune out after you speak. You have to stay tuned in because I'm going to call on you and ask you to talk about what somebody else just said. And I think that's where the value comes. So when people take my class, it's it's about 90 minutes of interaction where you're constantly being challenged. Dave... What we're going to do, because I know that, uh, you know, we spoke about this before and I really believe that this is such an important topic that people are afraid to speak up. They're afraid to speak up and share their message with the world and they're not clear on what it is that they have to offer the world, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're listening right now, uh, David and I have actually joined forces and uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be running a masterclass for anybody that wants to learn how to be confident in themselves, how to speak uh, powerfully and how to connect powerfully with others. And I mean, think about this. If you can enroll people in who you are, that's more business. That's greater connections. That's deeper relationships, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to run a masterclass and we're inviting you right now to jump on this link to go to this link and to, to register for the masterclass. It's free, okay? So you can jump on and you can ask David too. David's opening the floor for some Q&A at the end of his uh, piece so that you can really understand what it means to be a powerful uh, connector and communicator. 
So head over to iamjoelbrown.com slash speak up, okay? And when you go there, make sure you register, okay? And we have the dates on there. We have the times of the call. Make sure you jump on. It's a video call. You get to see David and uh, we'll be in there and, and you'll be able to ask him questions too around this. Uh, David is such an incredible teacher. I love the way that he teaches through, through analogies and uses metaphors uh, and, and stories. So he's, he's very uh, engaging, very captivating. So David, I thought I'd just uh, put that out there so the listeners know that we have this, uh, this masterclass yeah. coming up. You know, I, I appreciate that, Joel. And I, you guys out there, we're going to give you so much valuable information. And let me just tell you this, you know, human communication bleeds into every aspect of your life. You know, the, the lessons that Joel and I are going to bring to you in this masterclass not only help you in business, but they're going to help you in your personal relationships, maybe with your spouse, if you have children, they'll certainly help you in your social life. And, and I think once you become a student of human interaction, which is something I like to call it, um, you're going to get turned on. And Joel, that's one of the things that kind of a catchphrase that I like to tell people because it's easy to remember is, I want to turn you on. And, and some people might say, what does that mean? Well, let's look at it. We've been tuned out a little bit. You know, as, as great as social media is, and we have our phones and our tablets and the internet, what's happening is we're tuning out to humanity. We're tuning out to the personal conversations and the personal interactions that really tie us together and help us grow. So I want to embrace technology because let's face it, it's not going anywhere. And we can't say, hey, let's just throw it away. So we have to figure out, out a way moving forward, how do we use technology but still remain human? And what you want to think about is when I leave the party, when I leave the office, when I leave the stage, when I leave the coffee shop, when I log off of Facebook Live, what will people be saying? How will they perceive me? And you don't want to overthink it, but you want to be confident enough to say, this is who I am, this is my vision, and this is what I believe in. These are my core values, and I feel really confident in presenting them to the world. And that's what we are going to help you do. And we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to use a lot of interaction. We're going to use a lot of, like we said, uh, pop culture and things like that. So I invite you guys to come. You're going to love it. I promise you, you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, thank you so much, David. I'm looking forward to the masterclass myself. I'm always looking at ways to improve. And I know that every time we have a conversation, I learn so much from you too. So thank you, brother. Thank I appreciate guys, brother. you uh, sharing the platform and getting on and, uh, and, and really helping the addicted to success community in uh, stepping into their message with power. So thank you so much. Now, Joel, you've been, a, you've been a great, ins I just want to say you've been a great inspiration to me. Um, what you're doing is amazing, you know, and you are a gift to the world, my friend. So it's an honor and a privilege to be sharing the stage with you on this, uh, on this masterclass. Ah, thank you, brother. Blessings upon blessings. <laughs> so absolutely, David, uh, how do we find you online? Okay, so you can go to sociallyspeaking.com. That's sociallyspeaking.com, and that is the umbrella. The course is called Speak Up. If you look on there, you'll see where the course is, and you can register for it. 
Um, you can also find me on Instagram. On Instagram, it's David Nori, N-O-R-R-I-E, dot socially speaking. And um, I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to, for you guys to follow me. I feel like I have some really valuable information and very interactive stuff again. Wonderful. Thank you, David. Thank you. So guys, don't miss that. Jump on it. Get into the masterclass. All right. And we will see you in there. Now, David, I end every interview with this last question. And the last question is, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Oh, that's fantastic. The last 30 seconds would sound like this. My friends, the greatest lesson in life is taught through experience. It's never taught through reading. It's never taught through sitting on the sidelines or watching something else. The best thing about getting older is that you have experience to grow from. And the one thing I would say is we are all put on this earth for a divine purpose, that God created you specifically and uniquely to make your mark on this world. And I would really just encourage you to search your soul and find out what makes you wake up in the morning, put your feet on the ground and get out of bed with enthusiasm. And once you find that, don't let anything stop you because God wants you, wants you to fulfill your mission. And I'm here to help you to do that.